This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. And I'm going to get into how I was first introduced to him, but he's coming into a new film project called The Big Ugly, starring Vinnie Jones, Ron Perlman, and the illustrious one and only Malcolm McDowell. Welcome to The Karen Hunter Show. Thank you, Karen. It's a pleasure. Listen, uh, you don't know, when, when your name oh. came across the screen, you know, when they, they asked, who do you want? I was like, Malcolm McDowell. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. So I was 13 years old. And um, I'm, I'm, a Latin, I'm in Latin class, and one of my classmates asked me on a Saturday if I wanted to go see a film. And back in the day, you had these big movie houses. They were huge and beautiful. And oh, yeah. so oh, my, yeah. mom, my mom picked her up and drove us to this theater, and the name of the movie was Caligula. <laughs> and I'm 13. I'm sitting in the theater. The opening uh, scene, I'm like, what the hell is going on? Wait. And that was... <laughs> a good history lesson. A good history yes. lesson. <laughs> yes, yes. So that was my introduction to you, and um, you have not disappointed ever since. And I've been following your career, so that I'm is, super excited. That is unfortunate. That is unfortunate. <laughs> the first time you see me, you see my bare ass. Yeah, yeah. It was it was quite quite a feat, sir. <laughs> quite a feat. All right. So so tell yeah. me before we get, get into the big ugly, and that wasn't the big ugly back then. So let me just say, you know, you 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 kept it tight. You kept it together. No. Uh, how, how are you doing during this pandemic? How are you, how are you coveting? I've turned that into a verb. Um, well, you know, uh, listen, uh, to be honest with you, it, it's really not that much different for me, except that I'm just not working, but I am doing voiceovers and stuff. So every week I do a few of those, um, because we have a little studio in the town and, you know, and the guy's wiped everything down. I go in with the mask, take it off, do the thing, and then leave. So uh, I can actually work, but um, it, it's where, you know, the family, my wife is here and the three boys, Beckett, he's 16. And uh, then there's Finn, he's 13, and Seamus, 11. Wow. So it's been tough with them, but we live right on a golf course. So they okay. have suddenly become some suddenly become little golfers beyond belief, <laughs> wanting to go at six in the morning, you know, and 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 just hang the whole day and play golf. So, you know, we're very very lucky. And, yes. Um, yeah. You know, so yeah, that's it hasn't been so hard. Yeah. Well, it's, 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 it's interesting that one of the other um, famous movies, the Stanley, Stanley Kubrick, uh, A Clockwork Orange, you know, I kind of feel like in many ways where, uh, <laughs> you know, you think about these movies that, that were in the 70s, you know, it was 1971, uh, gang violence, yeah. you know, anarchy, it's crazy. And then we look up and there's Portland <laughs> and you're and you're like, well, what's happening? Yeah. Uh, did you ever think that, you know, this kind of art would imitate life? Honestly, of course, you know, it's a circle anyway, isn't it? It's, it's oh, oh, the new generations of, uh, you know, young people who want to um, make their mark, protest, whatever it is. And uh, it, it, that is human, the human nature, you know, that, listen, you know, in the day, in my day it was, first off, it was nuclear disarmament. And then, you know, 
gay pride and all these things. The Vietnam War, of course, was the big one. And, and I went on many demonstrations in London for that. Um, mm. Once with John Gilgood, we met at um, Hyde Park Corner and marched. So I think this one was for um, to, to free these two uh, ballet dancers uh, from the Soviet Union. And so John Gilgood was, was standing with me and, and we're walking down, um, you know, towards the, Ru- the Russian embassy, Soviet embassy. And John said, oh, frightfully good Italian restaurant here. I'll see you later. <laughs> and uh, he just took, peeled off, peeled off. I went, John, we're supposed to be protesting. He went, yes, I just a little spaghetti. <laughs> and he, he was gone. <laughs> Never saw him again. <laughs> Hilarious, and, sir. But um, we, we, we all, you know, had, uh, we had our conscience and we did what we felt was right as they are doing today. So, you know, um, they should be allowed to do that. Yeah. Of course, I mean, you don't want to see, you don't want to see, you know, violence, out of hand violence and, and looting and all that. You don't want to see that, but it's a powder keg right now. It, it's, yeah, it it's is. A total powder. It is very, very American. Yeah. America was founded on looting and throwing tea into the harbor and violence. And yeah. this is how we, yeah. we, you know, so I kind of feel like it is the birthright of America to be, to go through this and to judge it through a lens of like, oh, this is horrible when this is the foundation of this country. It's kind of interesting, you know, but you get to see it from mm-hmm. both ways because you were born in Great Britain. You know, you were, you're from England. Right. And so, you know, uh, I wonder raising three children here, three boys, you know, of a certain age. Actually, this you is, know. I've got five. I've raised I five. Know, I know, but the, the ones that are here in yeah. your house, the young ones, yes. you know, yes. this is yes. the world that they're going to, you know, they, they're of that age that, you know, I, I don't know how, how you shape this for them, like what conversations you have. Well, we, we talk about it, you know, and, um, and, you know, I try to, explain that you know the people you know we if circumstances would be different we'd have been in a one-room apartment Mm. and how would that feel and that that's what's happening and people are you know being boxed up so it's all very well for us to say oh yeah well, well, well you know you must wear a mask and do this but you know some people are under such duress they can't even they have no money coming in, no, no job, there's no future, there's no nothing, and there's no food. And, you know, yeah. they have to go line up. For food. I mean, it's, it's uh, of course it's a powder keg. And, um, you know, I try to explain uh, the other side of it, you know. This movie that you're in, and I, I've been watching trailers, I'm really looking forward to it, um, The Big Ugly. Uh, you're a, you're a kingpin, yeah. and the, you're a kingpin from across the pond, yeah. and and you're you're yeah. c- you're coming into this Appalachian backwoods, you know, it's kind of like hillbilly space. Yeah. Ron, Ron Perlman is the kingpin on this side, and you have you know right. Vinnie Jones, you know, as the conduit. Um, when did you shoot right. this? Right, exactly. When did we shoot it? Oh, um, I think like eighteen months ago. In uh, Kentucky, which is very beautiful, actually, in the boondocks, though, in, uh, not uh, an hour's drive out of Lexington. 
and you know it's it's very very beautiful and yet very very sad because you know the, the people have just emptied and left these little towns you know so they're boarded up pretty much and i was talking to the cops down there that were assigned to us for the movie and they were telling me that um you know the tremendous percentage of people are hooked on um meth and god knows what you know so it's there's a real sadness to it and um on the one hand you have the beauty of the land and then you know what's going really what's going on which is that which is important uh, yeah of course of course i i remember you know there's a there's a lot of places though in, you know, in, in, in the backwoods of America, that this is the same old story, mm-hmm. and and it's a it's a sad one, you know. And um, anyway, so it, that that was interesting. And you know, as an actor, you get to see all these places, you know, from time to time. And it's I would never have known this, so I'm really glad I did it from just from that point of view. There was a scene um, that was in one of the trailers that really made me want to see this movie. And I think Ron Perlman's character, Preston, uh, I think he's at a gas station or something. And these guys pull up with a giant Confederate flag and he comes over and he rips it off and throws it in the garbage. And I I was like, I want to see this movie. I don't know what else is going to go on here. Now I know there's there's drugs, there's a murder, there's love, there's, you know, so much intrigue with the big Mm -hmm. ugly. But that one scene made me want to watch it. and I know that the Preston character is very complicated, but I also imagine so is yours, the Harris character. Yeah. Tell me yes. a little bit about him. Both of them. Uh, well, you know, he's a, a Harris is a, a East End uh, crime figure, you know, and um, used to being the big boss. And they've moved out from East End of London. They've moved, they've, they've moved uh, to overseas territories now investments abroad and this is what brings him you know and and uh, Har- uh, harris so then um you know that and then vinnie jones is like sort of his um surrogate son you know and he's the one that's kind of brought him into this mix with uh ron perlman preston and uh the two titans of course get on very well at the beginning and of course inevitably uh, there's a a big clash and and um which is the sort of climax of the film but um you know it's it's a film noir it's very stark and um beautifully shot very dark in a way and um it was uh, it was a lot of fun to do look i got the call from uh vinnie who I knew, I think we played in a, a golf tournament charity thing or something together. And anyway, he called me and said, there's this project or am I interested? It's something that it's going to give him a chance to do something other than just play, you know, a cockney criminal um, mm-hmm. villain. And I, and I, you know, and I've always been a fan of Vinny. I always thought he he's always done truthful work and very interesting choices. And so I went, well, send me the script. Yeah, of course, Vinny, I'd love to work with you and let's have a look. And uh, so it was an easy choice for me, you know, to to, um, go and support him, work with him. 
and he's a remarkable guy, actually. I, you know, I'd never say this to his face, but um, <laughs> he's uh, he's full of bluster, of course. But but underneath all that, he's really, you know, a sensitive soul, and um, you, you could see that. Really, you can see it in his work, yeah. and certainly in this performance. You could you can see, and you know, he's he's remarkable in a way. Is that you know, he was a, an athlete, a footballer, a soccer player. We yeah, I was going to say, we and, call that soccer, yes. <laughs> We're wrong, yeah, by you the do. way. And, um, <laughs> and um, anyway, so, he, you know, and he was a really good one. But he was uh, defense. He was a villain even then. The, the crowd loved to boo him. And, and he got off on that. That was his thing. And um, that was sort of his persona, you know. And, and then... Um, you know, he uh, went into acting, and he—I guess—he got lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. I think that mm. kind of started this great journey for him. But what's interesting is that he—he he wasn't content just to sit back and wait. He went out there, he found the script, worked with this director who wrote the script. Also, they worked on it together, and then Vinny went out and raised the money. So he's a real producer. Wow! Wow! And so I've got tremendous respect for him, you know, from that point of view, it's, it's great. We're speaking with Malcolm McDowell, the great, I'm going to call you sir, sir Malcolm McDowell. And I often talk on these airwaves about self-empowerment, like not waiting for somebody to, to hand you anything, not sit around complaining about what you don't have. And you just gave the perfect prescription, right. the perfect blueprint through Vinny's journey, uh, a man who was, you know, yeah. considered a, a dumb jock per se, but you know, built his exactly. career exactly. in a way that, that, you know, that edified who he is as a, as a person. And then this project went out and got the money, didn't sit around and wait, picked up the phone and called the great Malcolm mm-hmm. McDowell to come in and give it more weight. And, you know, I, I feel like so many people sit on their hands and, and they're waiting for something to happen as opposed to going out and making things yep. happen. And your, your career has been a testament to that too. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I sort of, um, you know, I, listen, I've basically just really done um, what I wanted to do, you know, and, and sometimes what I wanted to do wasn't um, really what um, probably in career terms I should have done. But, but you know, who, who really cares about that at the end of the day? Uh, you know, you... It, you uh, any regrets? I mean, the thing is, I'm, 70, I'm 77 years old, and I still really enjoy what I do. And I, That's you true. know, there are not that many people that can say that, you know. That is and, true. Um, it has been such a, a privilege to do this through the generations, you know, it's, it's um, you know, you turn around and suddenly they're saying, well, what are we going to do for the 50th anniversary of Clockwork Orange? Mm, wow. Go, what? What? <laughs> that's next year that's crazy that is crazy so as as you look back over you know over the the span of your career is there one role that you wish you had taken that you didn't and is there one role that you took maybe the Caligula one that you wish you had not (laughs) no 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 regrets the bad and the good and the ugly and the 
the rest of it. Um, you take the lot. It's a, listen, you only really learn from the real bad ones. And, um, you know, I've been very fortunate to work with great people. You know, Lindsay Anderson, who my first director who directed a movie called If, which was mm. a great film, and uh, Stanley Kubrick saw it and cast me on the spot when he saw the film. And, you know, of course, Kubrick, and I've had the most delightful friendships of great directors like Bob Altman, who I adored, who's I think is one of the, you know, really, uh, I think he's one of the great American storytellers about uh, the period of 80s, 90s and on. And um, so uh, do, do I regret doing Caligula? Maybe, maybe, you know, who knows? Uh, you know, look, I was offered it um, by the writer. The writer was... Um, Gore Vidal. Oh. So when you're called <laughs> by Gore Vidal, um, you know, Gore, you know how persuasive he was. And, and he was a very erudite, fun guy to be around. My God, you didn't want to be on the bad side of Gore Vidal. But um, he, he was very charming and took me to dinner and explained this whole thing. I, I go, wow, this sounds like what a what a great journey. And, and I said to him, well, who, who's, who's actually going to pay for it, Gore? And he said, Bob, <laughs> Bob Guccione. Guccione. <laughs> and I went, Bob, Bob Guccione. Bob Guccione. <laughs> and I went, you, you mean the, the porno guy uh, from uh, Penthouse? He goes, Malcolm, I want you to think of him as one of the Warner Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what do you think said. about that? Wait, but he got God. you. He got you, Sir John Gilgood. He got Peter O'Toole, Helen Mirren. Yeah. Helen Mirren. I yeah. mean, this was no, this was, uh, this cast was amazing. And if I wasn't 13, I, I probably would have, you know, enjoyed it or appreciated it more. But I was like, what am I watching? But this, you well, know, you, know you, you think about that. In that movie, there's a really good movie somewhere in there. Yes. I agree. Um, <laughs> I agree. So, uh, and I yeah. think about that, you know, um, as we move now into a new space of filmmaking, right? Uh, I don't know. I, I yeah. know that yeah. we're, you know, practicing different social distancing and there's, you know, a different cleansing, sure. but people aren't going to the theater anymore. And you take a movie like that, no. uh, Clockwork Orange, The Big Ugly, which are cinematic marvels. You have to see it in a big screen. How, how, do, how do you... Um, Teach people how to watch your movie when we're, we're going to be watching it extensively you know, through our televisions. It's, it's really uh, extraordinary because, you know, when you think about how um, pernickety Stanley Kubrick was, he, about everything technical, you know, the size of this, this, the framing, the lighting, the da, 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 and every single aspect. He even had a guy fly from London to New York to um, Rugoff's Theater. Was, it would open at Cinema One on 3rd Avenue. He had the guy paint the surround to the screen in matte black. Now, this is insane, right? So he had him paint it matte wow. black. And, and now, I, I, I'm just laughing because... 
I've seen people watching the movie on a, you know, on their phone. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, yeah. is that He'd be rolling over in his grave. Now, uh, I, I think it's not, but, know, but, you know, here's where we are. So, Look, so. of course not, it's a, but, but it's a different experience. It's yeah. not the experience we wanted to give to the audience. But it's a, but it's but it's better than nothing, and and weirdly, you know, it has its own life and its own power. You know, it's just different. July thirty first. It's a, okay. yeah. I have it marked because I definitely am going to be watching it. I think everyone should. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Yes, we were talking about you know how fastidious somebody like Stanley Kubrick was about every aspect, and then you know today the people are watching the movie on their phone. Which would he have him turning in his grave? You know, he'd be he'd be absolutely amazed by all that. And you know, but Stanley would have loved he would have loved uh, the whole thing of the iPhone. He would have actually probably shot a movie on it. Mm. You know, uh, he was very uh, inventive, uh, extraordinary uh, knowledge of film, how to. And but well, look what he did with 2001. I mean, he took science fiction movies on a millennium jump from, you know, Flash Gordon and cardboard sets to 2001. It's still the benchmark. It's still the great classic science fiction movie, even with Star Wars and the rest. Um, it's 2001. I always go back to. A space odyssey, yeah, yeah. We we were just talking about that uh, Star Wars. Yeah, it is powerful. Mm. He was powerful. You're still powerful. What What's left on the table for you? You're doing voiceover work. You're still you still love what you do. Is there something? Is there a role you haven't played yet that you want to? There's a couple, but you know, listen, I don't get too excited about. Oh, you know, they say they're going to do it, and some. I've been waiting on one of them for thirty years. Uh, luckily, um, please tell us. It, it's the part of a butler. It's the part of a butler, so you know it can be any age, basically. So um, you know he could be a younger butler or an older one. So now it's going to be the older one. <laughs> um, we're still we're still trying to raise the money. They say they've got it, and mm. uh, so we're going to shoot the interiors in Malta. And you know, and it's like what? Okay, well, why not? Why not? So that's. <laughs> That's the way it is right now. It's um, it, it's a, a different kind of business, but you know, it's basically uh, the, you know, you're making a movie. It's the same thing as it's always been, you know. And so that's um, so. There's a few projects like that, and I've got a few. I think ready to come out. That uh, I did a series in London with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Mm-mm which I think is very, very good, called Truth Seekers. And that's on um, streaming service Amazon Prime. And uh, I think that they had to hold the opening of that. It was supposed to open this summer, but I think now it's going to be the fall. Let me tell you, I appreciate you, uh, and I didn't tell a lie at all. <laughs> you, are, you are definitely uh, a legend. Yes, Thank you. Well, thank you. But 13 for Caligula. Wow. <laughs> I know. My mother did not know. I did not know. This girl, I, I was like, what the oh, hell did you bring? What did you bring me to? What is this? Because we were in Latin class. She was like, oh, there's a movie out called Caligula. Let's go see it. And my mother was like, yeah, Latin, okay. You 
it's really weird because, you know, I, I was walking down Madison Avenue. I'm walking down. There's John Gilgood walking towards me. Now, the movie's just opened, and he's in New York shooting Arthur with uh, Dudley Moore. Yes. And I see John. <laughs> I said, John. He goes, oh, Malcolm. Oh, frightfully nice to see you. Oh, I've just been to see Caligula. I've seen it three times, and I paid <laughs> twice. <laughs> he he must have been God. a little dirty. He was a dirty old. He was a little dirty, wasn't he? Oh, he was oh, brilliantly funny. You know, he, there's a. I'll just leave you with one quick image: him directing an opera, and uh, the opera is um, Antony and Cleopatra. You know, the Roman thing, and <clears throat> he's directing the Roman soldiers, putting them around, and they're in those short little skirts, you know, and breastplate and stuff. And he's going, um, you at the back, I want you over here. And you, you, uh, I want you over here. And you, I want you. Oh, how I want you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, it's a visual. Yeah. but um, Yes. No, I, I got it. I got it. I got it. Listen, um, maybe one day we could play golf, you know, and... <laughs> Yeah, I hope to see you again one of these days when uh, this virus, this pandemic is over. I would love to yeah. meet you in person. I would love to you see too. you too. And I can't wait for the big ugly. And I'm so, so happy that I got to speak with you. You are a legend, sir. And the big ugly debuts July 31st everywhere you can stream it. So I, I, I think we should definitely do that the first day so that it gets big hits starring Vinnie right. Jones, of course, Ron Perlman and the great Malcolm McDowell. Sir, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. Great pleasure.